Hello, hello, this is JT and welcome to my podcast, It's Just a Belief. Today, I'm going to talk about something very common that many people are experiencing and it's the fear of public speaking. This is something that's more common than what we think and the good news is that it is very easy, very, very, very easy to get right of and let go of. Before we go into stories about fear of public speaking, I invite you to sign up to my website, ifnocoach.ca, so you get the latest invitation to free events and my newsletter every week. She lives in the wonderful world of the state of hypnosis and finds hidden gems in your subconscious mind. She laughs, she loves, she breathes, goes deep, transforms, transitions, and laughs again. More than anything, she knows that it's just a belief. So, did it ever happen to you that you're finding out you need to go for public speaking or you need to do a presentation at work or in in front of a social club or, you know, with the past two years, um, it's, it was not really in person. I know it starts to be in person. And now it's been a lot of on Zoom or other platforms. But do you notice when you're being told or you know in advance that you're going to have to speak publicly? that you start to have like your heart racing, you start to feel bad. Some people don't sleep for weeks knowing that they're going to have to speak in front of people. Some people have their hands being wet, um, heart racing, feeling confused, feeling like they have a blank, having nightmares. You know, there's a variety of um, manifestation, of a physical manifestation at the thought of having to speak publicly. As you know, every thought create a reaction in your body. So if you think about a lemon and if you concentrate your mind on the lemon and think about how juicy it is and if I tell you to bite into a lemon, your body, and as I even say it to you, it happens to me right now, your body creates that saliva mainly where the jaw is, right, close to the jaw. This is where you're going to have saliva coming, uh, thinking about the lemon. But there's no lemon. It's just the thought of it. And just the thought of it is strong enough for your body to prepare to receive acidity from the lemon. So same thing, you know, you know that you're going to have to speak in public and then all kinds of physical reaction happen. So what I have seen, I've seen people who are fearing speaking if they speak in front of peers, if they're a, they're a subject matter expert and they say, oh my God, I can speak, you know, no problem if um, I'm speaking to a general audience. But if I speak to other subject, subject matter experts, I will uh, feel very concerned. I can see now I'm getting very stressed. I experienced that 
couple of years ago, I remember I was presenting in, at a conference, Les Affaires, about uh, branding, about, um, it was about employer branding. And uh, I was presenting about how, you know, the company, the firm I worked for, uh, how we were branding ourselves in relationship with candidates. And I remember, you know, I was speaking in front of all VPHR, CHRO, and my concern was really different than if I would have spoken to a group of people who didn't know much about this topic. But because I was talking in front of experts, my internal dialogue was very different. I, I'm fine with public speaking, really. But that one, I was very nervous. I remember I had um, our uh, marketing uh, and PR guy sitting with me and and we had agreed each other that he would make me signs and stuff like that, either to slow down or to speed up. Because when I'm very nervous, I tend to speak very fast. So that was very interesting. I remember that this was a very different stress and body response than if I speak in front of people who know nothing or not much about what I'm talking about. So some people will have that. Some other people will be the opposite. Like I, I remember this client I had who said, you know, I'm very comfortable when I speak in front of my peers, but when I go and speak to uh, venture capital people, to invest in my business, I, I, I'm lost for words. I, I feel ridiculous. I feel, they start to ask me questions. I don't know the answer and I feel very bad. And, and this was all about how he felt in front of venture capital. He didn't really like the idea also of venture capital and how they would come into his business. So he had some apprehension. All this translated that he kind of froze um, in front of them. And although he knew all the answer, he felt he couldn't answer properly. And that was his own way of seeing it, but it was maybe, I don't know, I wasn't there, but maybe it was all right, but he just didn't feel it wasn't. So fear of public speaking can take different faces. Uh, so for some people, it will be in front of peers, it'll be difficult for some other people to be in, in, in front of people who have other type of expertise and can ask them questions that they don't know the answer. Uh, for some other people, it's just straight to be in front of people and have to speak. But, you know, nevertheless, it can pretty much be solved in a very simple manner. So... 99% of the time where I will start and we'll go back to a moment where people have formed beliefs that are leading them today to have the fear of public speaking, 99.9% .9 of the time, guess where we will end up? I'm sure you have the answer to this. Where do you think people form fears about speaking in front of an audience? In school, of course, yes. So I would say 99.5% of the people find themselves in school. And the situation is either they've been quizzed and they didn't know the answer. Either they were ridiculed. They did a presentation and they drew a blank. 
either they had so much pressure from the parents. You wouldn't believe how much pressure they felt sometimes from the parents to perform. Very nasty teachers, inappropriate comments. And then, of course, all the bully kind of, you know, people laughing uh, at and, you know, having the impression people have laughing at them. Then people who are high performer, people who are good in sports and a lot of other discipline, and the bar is high for them. So for some reason, the teacher plays the bar much higher for them. And the parents place the bar much higher for them. And that pressure to perform and um, to deceive other people, to be cast away. Being cast away is another really big one. Um, Rejected, the fear of rejection. As you know, fear of rejection is a very, very old fear, right? We've had that genetically imprinted into us because in the in the times of um, the tribes, right, if we were ejected from the tribe, we would not survive. A big beast or something would come and eating us alive. <laughs> but this is not going to happen in 2022. So, you know, I would say 99.9% of the time people um, will find themselves that they have formed those beliefs about themselves at a very early age in school. And, and the beliefs are, right, I will be rejected. I am not intelligent. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. People hate me. They don't like me. I will be alone. I will end up alone if I don't perform. I'm, I'm a deception to other people. And it's always like if their life was on the line, uh, with that presentation. And and I remember being quizzed, right? Like not knowing the answer. If you think about how normal it is, how age appropriate it is not to have the answer. Like, like think about how many days of classes of young child, children, you know, in just elementary school, there are every day. How many kids are in school every day? How many kids are in school every day being asked a question that they don't know the answer? How many do you think, right? So many. And where are those people today, right? That doesn't mean that they don't have a value. It doesn't mean that because that day in school, they didn't know the answer, that their life is over. They're going to be rejected and they won't have friends. Well, you would be surprised at the number of people who have integrated that day, that very big idea, belief about themselves, that this answer, you know, was going to have repercussion for their life forever. And it's very interesting. I often go back with them and say, okay, now imagine yesterday across the globe, how many children do you think didn't get it right, got quizzed and didn't get it right. Now think about 30 years ago in school, pick a day, any day, any year, you know, go to all the schools in the world. How many kids do you think didn't get it right? Where are they today? (laughs) Are they all in prisons or, you know, are they all miserable? (laughs) We don't know, but we can think that has, you know, the normal curve of the population, 
Some of them are wealthy, some of them are unhappy, some of them have kids, some of them are alone, some of them have a wonderful career, some of them are, you know. So it doesn't determine the rest of your life. But for some people at a at very point in time created that belief and then was reinforced over time. The fear of being ridiculed uh, when really the bar is set so high. And I had that in many, many of my clients because most of them are executive professional entrepreneurs. So they, you know, many of them went through that school path where they were bright kids and the bar was very high and they had to perform and they were going to deceive people and then not being loved. So it's kind of that conditional love, right? I'm going to be loved if I'm good in school. If I do a great presentation, I'm going to be love. And this is how I am loved. This is when I perform. So if I go in front of people, the stakes are high. You know, I'm not going to be loved. And and the stakes are very, very high. So the people get very nervous. So those are, you know, I would say the big, there are other outliers situation, but these would be the main. So you might remember one day in school, and most people remember those days, right? Where for me, it's a funny one. I had a really, really funny one. So the teacher asked us to give a word with that started with the letter J, uh, G, sorry, in French, G in French, <laughs> J in English. So anyway, they started to ask a, a word and my grandmother was giving me books French books, uh, La Comtesse de Ségur, where there were French terminology, but French from France. And the words were, I would say, probably most likely different than the kind of French I would speak on the street with my friends or playing with my friends or even with my parents or even in school. So I gave this word, which is gueux, which means, you know, somebody... Uh, like an old person that's not very smart and everything and it's asking for money and stuff like it, it was it was it was a word and the teacher said oh oh this word really this is an old word we're not using this word anymore and really shamed me in front of the group and I thought wow I'm smart like I'm bringing this word that's very uncommon that I've read in the books that my grandmother is giving me every time she sees me my grandmother used to bring me a book and this French word that's very that's not used in Quebec but it's a real word my teacher shamed me basically saying that oh this word that's an old word we don't use that word anymore so instead of elevating the class and saying, oh, that's an interesting word. We don't use it much, but here's what it means. And it was used at the time. I guess it was his own limitations that he pushed onto me. And I, I remember that I was I was being uh, poked and I was being, um, at the time I was being bullied for the words I was using because I was using a vocabulary that was not common to the kids my age, but those were the vocabularies, the words and the terminology I had picked in books, right? That my grandmother was giving me and that my father would have me search in books all the time. And that's another story, but my father would always have me to search uh, in encyclopedia. So I have phenomenal searching skills <laughs> because of that. But anyway, so 
you can see how you can form, you know, fear uh, also with adults around you who shame you or just uh, dealing with their own limitations, right? Like I, I have seen under hypnosis a plethora, <laughs> here to use a word, I've, you know, I have seen numerous, countless, really bad teachers <laughs> under hypnosis with my clients. So now, you know, you have an idea of how this could be formed, how those beliefs about the fear of public speaking uh, could be formed. Now, you, I'm sure you're interested to know in, you know, how we rewire. So there was a French, there was a, a woman in Quebec. She was a um, an artist, a very old, she, 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 she performed, I think, until a hundred year old, like, and she was very funny, small woman. And she would always say, you know, I love my public and my public loves me. Well, she had the recipe for public speaking performance. So the first ingredient is to have the impression, the belief that people love to hear what you have to say. That is the first one. So you speak to them, you look at them, you appreciate them, and the mirror effect sends you back that kind of love and appreciation and everything. And I do the same when I prepare people for interview. We integrate the belief that the interviewer loves you, they love your answers, they appreciate who you are, you appreciate them. And so you kind of had that mirror effect and that works very powerfully. So that's one. The other one is, as we talk a lot about that people cannot reject you. You're an adult now, you're in 2022. And, and basically uh, judgment belongs to the person who judges. So that's a very important one. You know, if I judge you, it's my judgment. If I don't appreciate how you are dressed, it's the way it's not that you dress bad. It's I don't appreciate it. It's my own judgment. So people cannot, you know, if people judge you, it belongs to them. It talks about them, doesn't talk about you. So that's another one that we incorporate. We, of course, incorporate the idea that you love to speak in public, that you're very calm, that your voice is calm, that you speak very clearly. Uh, you like to create and bond, uh, create bonds with people. You love to... Uh, talk to them, you love to listen to them, you, um, you shine, you are totally poised, uh, confident, and you know your inner truth, right? That you have value and your value is stable, is constant. Whether people appreciate what you're saying or not, it doesn't change anything about you. It's their own appreciation. So if you talk to expert, if we prepare you to talk to expert, or if you talk to people you're not comfortable with, we make you, we wire you to be confident with those type of people. And there's a lot of metaphors that are coming with this. I have, remember one of my clients who was really in the rewiring, he was like the uh, uh, master of the orchestra. He was a chef d'orchestre and he you know, when he was talking, he would have all the words talking to each other, making sentences and images and metaphors, and and he was able to communicate people in a with people in a very passionate manner. So, you know, the, we use really what comes uh, and what who you are as a person to rewire because it's not 
you know, there's no one rewiring, there's no one script for rewiring for public speaking. It really, it is really about you, what's going to show up for you. But the main idea I would say is to say the most powerful one is, you know, I love the people in front of me and the people in front of me loves me, <laughs> love me back. That's the, I'd say that's, if there's one that you need to incorporate before you go and speak publicly is to say, you know, that, and then to say, you know, whatever judgment they have, it talks about them. It doesn't talk about me. And my life is not on the line. Like, and then the, the way to say it is, you know, I have all the skills to face this and to embrace this and, um, you know, whatever happens in reality, you know, um, you, your life is not going to be on the line, but, the, the biggest one is really love. You know, people love me and I love them back. Anything around that is very, very powerful, whether you're prepared for an interview for a job or, you know, for public speaking. Voila! How, how are your own public speaking skills and how do you feel when you know you have to speak in public? So next time, when you start to see the signs of nervousness and everything, know that there's a certain level of healthy stress that comes before that's prepping you to be very focused and everything. Beyond that, it's good to, you know, sit back, you can close your eyes, go within and really see everybody and, and say, you know, I connect with everybody there and I love everybody there and they all love me back. They love what I have to say. Um, you know, we have a good uh, energy. There's a great energy between us. Um, they um, appreciate me. I appreciate them. We feel good together. You know, and then, you know, to know my value will be the same before, while, and after. No matter what happens, right, or how I feel, um, my value remains constant. It's the same. Nobody has the power of give me value or withdraw value, whether I do an exceptional performance or whether I do a very normal performance or a terrible performance, my value will remain the same. It's the same. It's constant. And that is the truth about yourself that you can absolutely incorporate. Voila. This is JT. I hope you enjoyed this episode today and know that if you want to know more, if you have some very definite, hardcore, difficult to get through challenge with public speaking, uh, I can really help you with that. This is something very easy to let go of and very fun, actually. So until next time, as you know, it's just the belief.